Oh, I took Tiffany's spot. <laughs> Whoa. What is happening? I don't know. I was like, too slow for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I looked at, normally Tiffany does like a very sensual hello at the beginning of our things. I looked at her and she didn't do it. So I panicked and just decided to take over. But I don't think you heard me. I said, I have to switch my view because so, I couldn't see both of you. And it was like tripping me out. Okay. Well, we're back now. And we have we'll take voice. a quick beat. Oh, okay. Well, we're okay. Well, okay. Screw it. You know what? It is what it is. <laughs> Happy <We're> Thursday. <laughs> I mean, this is quintessential quarantine life. So. Yeah. Permission to enter our hot ass mess of a session right now. Um, but yeah, so, but we have a really awesome guest here today. We are going to learn about music therapy, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. That was a oh. ukulele mixed with a guitar. Okay. okay. That was good. That You're was... welcome, everybody. Yeah. You're healed. We'll, we'll My see hands you. are in the air. You're healed. <laughs> That's all you needed. Um, but yeah, so we are giving, so we have Summer here. She is a music therapist. And every, just so you know, Summer, every episode, we give people permission to enter. Um, awesome. And we'll give you permission to exit again. So important. Consent is so important. So you now really? have officially permission to enter. Welcome. Thank you. I'm honored. God, Tiffany. Tiffany is on that band. I'm done. I'm done with the noises. That was actually like a casino type noise. Casino? Like winning. No, like a ding, 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 ding. Oh, okay. 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 I thought you were doing a banjo situation like, yeah. Anyway. They're similar. Yeah. So anyway, we are wanting to obviously just, we'll start from the basics, music therapy, basic you know, what is it? What is music therapy at surface level? Um, this summer, all the good things. Who is summer? Where do you live? Tell us all the things. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so my name is Summer Lal. I live in Los Angeles. I've been practicing music therapy about 13 years. Um, I also have a band. It's like an like alternative R&B duo power couple. And I'm a business called cool. Rhythm and Truth. Yeah. So I stay busy. Um, and I absolutely love music therapy and I love kind of doing it alongside being a musician and performer because it really, they have different goals, but they definitely intersect. Um, so the basic thing when I have to say it quickly that music therapy is, is, you know, um, using music to achieve non-musical goals. So it's different than music as it's not just to make you like a great singer or a great banjo player. Mm. Um, but the goal might be to build your self-confidence or sense of community, or there might be even physical goals to help you walk or learn to talk again or socialize. So it's non-musical goals, but you can reach those through music. Okay. Do you have to have musical skills to be a music therapist or to take, I, I guess, be a client as well of music therapy? So yes, you need to have mm -hmm. musical skills to be a music therapist, but you can learn them in school. So you don't have to show up already knowing. So if you're okay. interested in it, it's like sometimes there's clinicians or teachers who want to become music therapists. They learn it along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and some are musicians that like want to have more clinical experience or therapeutic experience. But no, you definitely don't need to have any musical background as a client. Okay. Anybody and everyone can have music therapy. I love that. Okay, I'm going to shock all of our listeners right now by <laughs> by giving you guys the scoop. <laughs> this is, I think, the first time I've shown up to a podcast where I like I don't have a, a basic knowledge of what we're talking about. <laughs> so, starting from ground one, can you just give me an idea, like why, like why music therapy over something else? Is there is it 
neurological? Is it doing something to your brain that, you know, standard um, other methods would not reach? Is that, is that what it's doing? Am I correct in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So absolutely. And it's a really good question. So I'm glad you asked it, but basically music is processed differently than talking. So it depends on what we're comparing it to, right? If we're comparing it to regular talk therapy, which I love, and you know, we integrate processing certainly into our sessions, but it's very different. So music has different layers, right? There's listening to music, which pretty much everybody does. There's playing music. Um, there's like songs that are already written. There's improvising music, making up in the moment. There's writing music. There's recording. So all of these things do different things in our brain and in our body. So music therapists will say, okay, what is the goal? And based on that, that determines what type of way we're going to interact with music, right? So when you're just listening to it, even if it's preferred music, music you love, it's releasing all these amazing chemicals in the brain. So we're talking oxytocin, which is like love and bonding. We're talking dopamine, which is like that feel good thing. We're talking Mm. endorphins. If you're playing, that's just like exercise, right? We know about endorphins. We're talking about serotonin. So like all these good things. We're also talking about reducing cortisol when we're playing or engaging in music, um, which is the stress hormone. So music actually does a lot chemically to our bodies that regular talking doesn't. And I guess the most important takeaway without getting too scientific is that it really engages the entire brain. So when we're talking, that's Mm. just the frontal lobe. That's like the cerebral, what makes us human part of our brain different from animals, right? And that's when we can think about the past and rehash it and worry about the future and have this identity and this ego. But what happens So when you're talking, you're just kind of stuck there. When you add rhythm, when you add melody, harmony, creativity, you're getting to deeper parts of the brain and accessing the whole thing. That's when true healing can occur Mm -hmm. because you're actually integrating the whole brain. I'm sold. Love all that. (laughs) I love all of that. And it's so true. It is. The way you described it just now, I'm like that. It already makes so much sense. I'm like, okay, bye. I gotta go listen to my playlist now. (laughs) Well, exactly. I mean, you can think about your own self, right? Like when I put on X song, Mm -hmm. it affects how I feel. This song is great for sleeping. This song, I'm ready to go to the gym. This song, I'm ready to go out Friday night. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, you literally Mm -hmm. are already doing it. I literally have a playlist that's based on my, like certain moods that I know or certain things that I know that I do often. I literally have a playlist for each one. Exactly. <laughs> right. Most people do. So I uh, accidentally yeah, I love that. I accidentally stumbled upon quote binarial beats. Is that something that we could discuss? Is that anything to do with what you you do at all? That's another layer. So I haven't studied it um, at length, but that's mm-hmm. basically the study of how so sound waves and vibration. Yeah, so, so like so we do integrate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically binaural beats are looking at that wave. I know there's no visual, so I don't need mm-hmm. to do this. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> just doing like the Nemo, waves. like just keep swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool. It's like rolling with the homies. Yeah. <laughs> but that. Um, that wave is synced up to help trigger different brain states like alpha, theta, beta. So it can help you feel very right. relaxed or fall asleep. So it's using the, the sound vibration and waves of music, which you can also do with somatics which is the sound of uh, sound on matter. It's like a Mm -hmm. regulating and harmonizing principles. That's when you see those people going to sound baths and playing the bowls and the drums. It's like really popular in yoga studio. Mm -hmm. That's another layer that, yeah, totally music therapists can integrate. 
Gotcha. So the reason I asked about that is I have a playlist that is specific to a certain frequency, but I have no knowledge on why I like to listen to it. I think maybe because I am into yoga and meditating, I haven't really, it's a layer I haven't actually dove into because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just like it's information overload. You don't want to saturate yourself to the point where you can't even enjoy Enjoy what you're doing. So, um, And that's usually like what I do is I over-educate myself on everything. So it's just funny that I know nothing about this. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to let myself enjoy like not knowing anything about it. But I do have a playlist that I listen to that has a certain frequency because it's supposed to help you with productivity with work. And I don't know if I'm just a walking placebo or if it actually does something to my brain, but I swear now I can't work without having a certain frequency. So for whatever reason, created a dependency. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. Story of my life. (laughs) It's a good thing. I I have a theory that we're all addicted to something. So might as well be addicted to healthy things. Um, But basically, yeah, it it really does resonate in different parts of the body. Side note, I also work with uh, labor and delivery and moms when they're in labor. Yeah. Um, and we use like different sound vibrations to help the body open and release. And so like, if you're in the yoga, like lower chakras are going to have a lower frequency, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's resonating lower and higher is a I higher frequency. Chills. That makes so much sense. That's oh so God. crazy. Cool. I love right? that. Well, I have a lot of friends. I'm, I'm 29. So a lot of my friends now, I mean, we're in the South. So a lot of my friends got already been married and they're all now having babies on purpose. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> on purpose specifically is important here because they're like really planned. Like they, you know, they're talking to me about like, you know, their hospital bags, like they made little goodie bag for the nurses and they made, had their playlists or whatever. And I'm like, you made a playlist. Like, I guess I can, that's kind of cool. Um, but so like, there is a thing to that. Like, does it, what do you, what would you recommend? I guess, what types of music? Is it more of a frequency thing? Like if it's a lower frequency, would you, I guess, maybe like some blues, some jazz or something? Mm, I like, like where your head's at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I studied under sound birthing with Mary D. Camilla, who basically developed like this whole method for how mm. to use music. Um, and there's different considerations. So yeah. what we do is we like do a consultation where you just meet one time on Zoom or a few times to help with the playlisting. Because a lot of times people will make playlists that they end up hating. So it is helpful <laughs> to know some of these things. And basically there's different playlists for different stages of labor. So in the beginning of labor, all right, let's put on like your favorite songs. Let's put on positive focus. You want really positive music that you in a good headspace, right? Because labor is so primal that if you feel any little bit of fear, it's going to slow it down, mm-hmm. right? Because your body's going to say, oh, not safe, not right now. So you want to have like really positive messaging. It really doesn't matter the type as long as it's positive and not too fast mm-hmm. because there's a, there's a work entrainment where actually our body's entrained to music, meaning our heartbeat and our breathing matches the BPM, the beats per minute, the tempo, right? Like, so when we're working out, you want fast, you don't want something slow. So you can yeah. run to it or you can, right. same thing with this. So you, you don't want your, or your baby who's also hearing the music heart rate to get too fast or too slow. So there's a range mm-hmm. there. Um, and the baby can hear it too. So it's really great because 
babies prefer familiar music. So you can actually practice with them prenatally, like really relaxing music. And then they're familiar. So that when you do go into labor, you're releasing oxytocin, that hormone I mentioned before, mm-hmm. literally is what gets labor started. It's the labor hormone. So it's really great because it comes with this natural high. So it not only gets contractions going, but it also gives you that feeling of like being high and in love. So they don't <laughs> feel as painful. Wow. So that's the first mm-hmm. stage. And then there's a okay. couple other like stages where basically you can do playlists that are, yeah, like no words. You want to get out of lyrics completely. So instrumental, because again, that keeps you in the cerebral cortex. We need to Mm -hmm. drop into instinct at this Uh point. So that's why you don't want lyrics after. Yeah. (laughs) This is sorry. It's, it's so funny because I just had, I, I went through like six months of for whatever reason, I refuse to listen to music with words. I just now started introducing words back into the <laughs> world. And it's so funny. I don't know why I did, but it was just like, it threw my, my vibe off. And so I just like stuck to no word stuff. Okay, go ahead. I'm, <laughs> go back to what you're saying. You it's just so interesting. interesting. We naturally do this. So you might notice, I don't want to hear this right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, it's music. So in music therapy, there's a term called the ISO principle. And that really just means match the person where they are. So Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is like if someone, we'll get out of labor for a second. If someone's really depressed, you're not going to walk in and be like, happy, happy, joy, happy, happy, joy. Fuck you. Okay. You know, so you want to match the songs that you listen to probably will match your mood first, right? So you feel validated. So you can go into the feeling, release the feeling, and then gradually get out. The the key is not to get stuck there. So you Mm -hmm. don't want to wallow in it forever. Give yourself time. This is like also life. Yeah. It's life, right? It's movement, emotion. The birthing process that you use with music is also the life process. Also the birth of life. (laughs) Birth of life. The birth of it's the such day. such a great metaphor. The life of birth, everything. It's like you, <laughs> you can flip it, skip it, reverse it, and it's good. Okay, wait. But I <laughs> also want to say, okay, I, I'm just feeling like what? to toot my own horn here. I've always been a very musically inclined kind of child person, major in musical theater. I've played a lot of instruments. Yeah. I've, I've like... I never even knew music therapy was a thing until college, though. And like when I heard like a couple of my friends who I did theater with in high school were like... Oh, we want to maybe like they were talking about music therapy and stuff and they were studying that. And I was like, what is that? And I didn't really know it was a thing, but like I have always, when I am in a bad mood or sad, like I'm sad or a breakup or whatever, I always have friends, like, I, or friends will ask me. I, my friend Katie has asked me this before that she, and Tiffany knows Katie, obviously you don't summer, but she's great. Um, but she, <laughs> um, you know, people come to me and be like, oh, I just need like, what are some like sad songs or like some good like pump up songs? I'm, I'm in a bad mood. Like just got into the, I got through a breakup. Like what are some good songs to get me out of this? I'm like, honestly, when I'm sad, I'm listening to sad songs first. Right. I listen to like sad because of what you exactly just said. And I didn't even know I was doing it about is So you feel more validated. You don't feel yeah. as weird. If I was upset and depressed and I'm listening to like pop music or like some kind of it can be pop music some are sad the lyrics but like i mean if i'm listening to something like sad and slow i I feel like i don't know it matches and i love this connection of music and just mood and all these things oh my god this is like i love this sorry 
Um, yeah. But I want to know too, like what kind Wait, of- Wait, can we circle back to finishing oh, the pregnancy thing really fast? Oh, so yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because whoever is listening to this, they're probably like really into that. What is the end? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I also- we'll Finish the thought. <laughs> I know. We're, I'm like too excited here now. My Adderall's worn off, so we're, we're on t- rough territory. <laughs> Anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it all connects what mm-hmm. you're saying. So I yeah. think of yourself as your own music doctor and you're prescribing songs and you're prescribing playlists. Mm-hmm. And we do this intuitively. So in labor, after the first part, you know, then it's getting more intense. So the music needs to reflect that, right? And it helps also the partner kind of calm down. It helps the birth team. It just creates this sound blanket of like sacred space to birth within, right? So it's like no lyrics, not too fast or too slow, instrumental. Um, it depends though. Here's the key. It has to be preferred music. I can't just say everyone listen to Pachelbel Canon because mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to get super irritated or it'll remind them of some wedding they hated that they were at <laughs> where it played or they got, you know, so music triggers memory. So people have to pick their own songs. I'm not going to know what songs work for you. So it has to be preferred. There are playlists that are made, but you pick from them. And it's great if the music doesn't shift too much from one song to the next, because it'll take you out of the experience. You want to be able to drop in and not like constantly be jolted out. So that's the main thing. Then there's like the pushing music where it kind of goes from high to low. And then when you're bonding with your baby and you can like write a womb song and sing to your baby when they're born, the song that was specially written for them. So there's a lot of ways you can go like deeper and deeper and deeper, but basically that would be the main things I would say. Okay. Wow. A womb. Okay. That was really cool. So thank you for finishing that out. I just know that there are probably people listening and that, that are actually either pregnant or they want to get pregnant. And then they're kind of curious about, you know, what we're talking about. So I think that is something that could any mom or pre mom could look into to if they're nervous about the experience. Well, also I Tiffany, love the word pre-mom. Pre-mom. Yes, <laughs> love that. That was a good one, Tiffany. But also Tiffany a is a mom. Um, yeah, I am. Oh, so wow. Like, did you have any, did you have a music playlist or no? You no. Go- so when we were talking about this in summer, I don't know if there's, if you know anything regarding like the actual thought process behind what moms are going through. I'm guessing you have some sort of surface level because you're matching the mood with um, tones and frequencies and all that good stuff. But for whatever reason, when I was pregnant, I had no fear other than I just wanted to be like really competitive about it. So like it, my birth, my labor was so wildly easy. <laughs> like I was just yeah. like a very efficient about it. I was like, I kind of knew that I needed to be, I needed to move around a lot before I actually laid down to have you know, be in labor. So I waited until I was five centimeters dilated and I just did laps around the the hospital. So it was like very wow. logical about it, which is very Virgo of me. And just like, <laughs> I need a plan. I need to stick to it. But then when I actually started pushing, um, it makes sense now that you're saying like, if there is fear or, you know, like your, your cortisol goes up or whatever, that it slows everything down. So for me, I was just like, so focused on the end goal that it was just almost competitive, like a competition for me. And so I only had to push a couple of times and then just bam, there she was. Of course. Wow. <laughs> what a great labor story. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everyone's like, oh, that. that's a great story. Okay, right. Cool. She's like, I sneeze and yeah. I just, she just came out. <laughs> great for you too. No, it wasn't like that. They, <laughs> it, but they, the midwives did, it was really cool. They, um, they like really, you know, 
did some work down there with oils and like wait are there spread you out in hospitals too i don't know i've never had a, a baby mm-hmm. but okay it can be it depends on the hospital yeah i actually wanted a midwife to deliver my baby inst- like i had a doctor the entire time but then i wanted a midwife and i'm i think half of the reason why my labor was so quick is they did a lot of like holistic stuff before i actually mm-hmm. you know started pushing and most of it was just like i don't know what they call it but it was like rimming my the out of my vagina basically they just were some olive oil up in there get it right out <laughs> yeah. massage yeah mm-hmm. which i guess is it like helps. relaxing you and and mm-hmm. the same thing that music does okay yeah, it's really enough about nurturing. my vagina cool. <laughs> never too much but this, i love this I, I'm, I'm there at the birth like i'm obsessed with birth oh i think it's an incredible process of sometimes it it's amazing so you can get like an actual music therapist to be there the whole step of the way like, like a dj get a dj for my birth i love i mean that. you could dj your, <laughs> your 16th birthday party and your wedding why not yeah your, our babies deserve this we need to make this right. a thing DJ Summer. <laughs> oh my God. Summer is available. DJ Dula. <laughs> yes. DJ Dula. Um, wait, so do you mostly do, do you do hospital births or is it mostly home births that you're at? I've done hundred percent hospital. I would love to okay. do home births, but most births are in the hospital. So that's been yeah. where I've been, been okay. at. And honestly, there are so many distractions and noises in the hospital yeah. that it really, you really need someone there a lot of times to help create that safe environment, that sure. unobserved, quiet, dark space that a lot of people, if they don't have that, it's triggering the alarms of flight or, fight or flight, you know, like this is That's not a right. good time to have a baby. Yeah. So, God, I need really a playlist helpful. just to go to the doctor for a checkup. Like I can't. Um, same. <laughs> dentist, no. right? Like, no, yeah. I got, next time I go to the dentist or something, I'm definitely bringing my AirPod, like, like my headphones or something. <laughs> yes. Helps but, a lot. But yeah. So, I mean, I guess what kind of clients do you normally see? Like, um, like who is, who is signing up for music therapy? Well, so music therapists work in all different mm-hmm. places. So I'll yeah. say a little bit about like the main spots and then where I work. So yeah. people work a lot with, um, kids with autism or mm-hmm. like they say neurodiverse now instead of, instead of special needs, but mm-hmm. any type of population that needs a little assistance, um, neurologically mm-hmm. Alzheimer's cause music can really help bring up memories. I'm sure people have seen the videos where, you know, someone will forget their name, their child's name, but they know all the lyrics to the song that came out when they were 18 and they come to life and memories will come back. So that's really cool. Like uh, a lot of music therapists work in hospitals, you know, with cancer patients, with um, to help decrease pain. It can help decrease nausea. It can help with building community and support and, you know, obviously releasing some really intense emotions, not just cancer, but any disease, any ailment in the hospital that's more physical. Um, but I specifically work, like I said, in labor and delivery, but also mm-hmm. with adolescents. I, I've worked everywhere. I've worked a lot in recovery. I'm really passionate about mental health in general. So I'm, I live more in the mental health uh, umbrella and they really like working with youth especially um like disenfranchised youth who a lot of society has written off that's mm-hmm. like my favorite population <laughs> to work yeah, with because honestly so cool. a lot of them that is really cool yeah there's so much creativity um and whenever we're going through a lot of pain i always think of that as the alchemy 
because um, you're turning that pain into art. If you can take that pain and make it into a song or into some, you know, into a beat or into lyrics or into a painting or an album cover, mm-hmm. you're, it's pain with a purpose, right? So that when we're at those crossroads in our life, especially big transitions like adolescence, and you have mental health challenges, whether that's anxiety, depression, insomnia, trauma, grief, like the list goes on, mm-hmm. music can hold it. Music can hold everything. That's what I love about music. There's no yeah. topic that's taboo in music. Like anything and everything goes and it's You're like so a right. safe container. It's like, do it. And you don't even, you can save face. You can still be cool. You can do it in front of your peers. Like it's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I'm sad. And you have to talk about it. You just put it in the song. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're getting like really positive attention and people look up to you as opposed to being like, oh, you're weak or whatever yeah. might be the response otherwise. Wow. You are so right. You can pretty much talk about, uh, you can talk about anything in music and it's not, it's not weird. It's not strange. It honestly, the, almost like the weirder or the outliers, it's like they find connection because it's like finally somebody is touching on something that mm-hmm. I've wanted to talk about or I feel this is so cool. Exactly. Exactly. And there's something about the rhythm and the music that acts as like this safe container makes it predictable. There's so it's like, because you have this structure, there's this freedom of expression where, you know, you're not going to just get left out in the middle of nowhere. It really provides a safe space. That's so cool. So in these sessions too, like, are you like as a music therapist, do you need to know how to play instruments? Are you like singing or are you guys listening to music together? Like what are the sessions typically like? Oh, that's a great question. So all music therapists do know how to play instruments. It's part of the training. So we all have to know piano, guitar, and some percussion and voice. Um, And it's really good if you also know technology. I work a lot within the box. So like beat making on the computer, recording, you know, all that type of stuff. Production is also great to have. but my sessions I divide into four main categories and I actually have courses on all four for anyone who wants to use these because I just think they're really helpful and it helps to kind of put them in these four boxes. Mm -hmm. So the first category is music and meditation. So that's all kind of about what we were talking about earlier, which is like sound healing, somatics, the vibrations, the tones, you know, like playing, like giving a drum massage, Mm -hmm. um, doing a guided imagery meditation, uh, you know, so, so relaxed that you fall asleep, like autogenic relaxation, but with music. So maybe playing mm-hmm. flute or nature sounding instruments. There's ocean drums, there's chimes, that type of thing. Very yeah. soundscapey, relaxing. Um, the second category is lyrics and listening. Mm-hmm. So that is all lyric based, basically like, let's talk about a song that means something to you that you love the lyrics. Let's let's go deep about it. Like let's highlight what, what stands out to you. Yeah. What's cool about that session is like, if you're in a group, you might not be ready to talk about say a loss. We've had a lot of loss this year, but you see that you and someone else both highlighted a line about someone passing. All of a sudden you're not alone anymore. You don't have to mm-hmm. say a word. You just mm-hmm. played the song and highlighted a line. And what's cool about playing the song again, is it gets into the amygdala of the brain, the emotional center. So that's why when you hear a song, waterworks, chills, you know, Mm -hmm. it it triggers emotion where it's just saying it, you can kind of be numb. So the music really helps the emotions flow out. And again, with that safe space and within that group, you can play an instrumental after, like with my kids, we put on like the same instrumental beat and just either freestyle or write lyrics on that same topic. So we might say like, what does it mean to be a real man? 
there's a lot of stuff about what it is to be a man. What does that mean to you? Or, you know, they might talk about uh, hopes and dreams for the future. All right, let's write about that. So, um, or my story, whatever it is. And then we would just free write, free write and then share over the instrumental. Mm-hmm. So that's lyrics and listening. The third one is instruments and insights. So that's like integrating live instruments. Um, I love using drums and percussion because it's just one of those things a lot of people don't feel intimidated by. They just mm-hmm. come up and can and release, you know, it's so right. much fun. And I'm talking about like hand drums and percussion mainly because drum kit, super fun, but a little bit more complicated yeah. with like four <laughs> limbs going. Um, that's when we use, we lean into rhythm, which is all brainstem. Like we walk in rhythm, we breathe in rhythm, our heartbeat has rhythm, we talk with rhythm. Like even what I'm doing right now kind of has a rhythm, Yeah. Right? right? So everything is rhythm. And I'm going with you. It's funny. I don't know if you know, noticed right? that, like, but the way that you're driving, I'm like, we're all sitting here just like moving. We're just like. <laughs> yes. If you ever notice people walking down the street, they walk on the same steps. That's mm-hmm. entrainment. So we entrain rhythmically together as humans naturally. It's really yeah. cool and very uniquely us. So actually, people who have the best rhythm are the people who can get out of their head. When you overthink it, that's when you kind of mess up and get off. If you just stop thinking, like when I work with um, people with autism or Alzheimer's, they have great rhythm because they're not really overthinking it. They're just playing, yeah. right? So you're getting back into the fundamental part of our humanity, and it's what we were just saying, it's really unifying. It's connecting. I did a study for three years on how this rhythm affects people and it builds empathy. It helps us see things from other people's perspective. Like Mm. what instrument I choose says something about me. Um, How I play it says something about me, but I also have to fit in with the whole. I don't have to be exactly the same. This is my voice. But if I'm playing really out, it's going to stick out, right? So how can I be part of the whole, but still be my authentic self? So it's a really great way to express and connect with other people as well as like release intense emotions. Like you could rumble out anger. Sometimes it's way more powerful just to like rumble out as loud as you can on a drum, Mm -hmm. like for one, one minute Mm -hmm. only. And you feel like amazing after like it's the best release. It is so fun. Um, I I would, I'm getting drums in my, my house tomorrow. I, the way I begged, I literally (laughs) begged, pleaded my mom and dad. I like borderline harass them when I was in middle middle school, I think, and about really, really, I'm like, I need a drum set. I need a drum yeah. set. <laughs> Did you get one? No, they're the worst. <laughs> <I'm> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I love them. But like still, I, I never got a drum set, but they would take me to, and I, I grew up in Tampa, Florida, and there was this, I don't know if this is everywhere. I think it might be in Georgia too, but there's this, there was this music store called Sam Ash. And yeah. okay, is it national? I don't even know. But it's a musical store called Sam Ash, and my parents would take me there and I would play the drum sets there. <laughs> I got asked to be in a band one time by this other girl, and I was like, see, mom, I need to be, I need to have a drum set. I, I could be in a band. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's yeah. kind of another part of it, right? Like, even just going, I went to Berkeley College of Music, and yeah, yeah. it was almost all men, you mm-hmm. know? It was just like, I think it was one in four women. Mm-hmm. Like it was really intense yeah. and that's sad. Like, especially when it comes to drumming and production, it's very male dominated. And so is the industry yeah. at large. Um, so like there's organizations like she is the music or her music club that are doing a lot to try to even the playing field and like elevate women's voices. But 
I always want to play drum kit and I ended up playing piano and singing, playing acoustic guitar and, I, and my brothers all play yeah. drum kit and electric guitar. And it's just like wondering like, Hmm, why me? What? Acoustic How did that right. I wanted to play Come electric guitar too. And I was like, my grandpa actually bought me a guitar. Cause he's like, I want you to be Shania Twain. And I was like, same. <laughs> and so I took guitar lessons for a little bit. I took it for like a year. I have literally nothing to show for it. I cannot even play guitar hero. I took piano lessons for a long time and that turned into voice. Oh, I, I can crush some guitar hero. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to a mad band. drummer. Well, no guitar hero is just guitar, right? Yeah, on rock band. rock band. Rock band. I can, I can kill the drums. I would like drum and sing with the, and rock band. I was like, see mom, I like missed my calling, but whatever. We won't have to talk about it now. Um, but wait, you also said like, even what instruments people pick says something about you. So what does it say if when I was in middle school, I played the tuba? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you want me to diagnose you um uh yes please okay. <laughs> i'm just kidding I, that's not exactly what i meant no in no 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 i know I'm just, let's go for it i'm like joking i'm joking but also it is funny to me that you i played the big tuba. voice okay i do have a question <laughs> summer choice. do you it was not summer. necessarily my choice but whatever i was only you know who sorry do you go know on to me jesus christ lauren <laughs> <laughs> um, are you familiar with Brene Brown? That's a familiar name, but I'm not sure who that is. So she has a podcast and she's like an inspirational speaker, but her sister, okay. she was just talking about, so she is a music composer and she was talking about when she was in college, the same thing kind of like that in general, it was more male dominated than, than female. And that just like made me question, is that, do you think that's systemic based off of like society's, um, guidance on that or do you think that there's a difference in gender how we view music or however you want to describe it do you think that is like dna based or do you think that is society based i should unmute sorry yeah that's such an amazing <laughs> question so it is society based um because women there's a book actually out called it's either when the drummers were women or when the women were drummers. And it's all about how the shift happened. So like thousands of years ago, the women were drumming and it was a very esteemed position to have and very sacred. And it was used in ritual and for communication. It was a very powerful instrument to yield, which we know. I mean, just the sound of the drum is powerful. Mm -hmm. Side note, it's amazing to hand that to like a six-year-old foster girl and give her a drum, see what happens. Mm -hmm. like, it's pretty cool to, to see the power emerge. Um, it's society, and to be blunt with you, it's religion. Religion took mm -hmm. the drums away from women when they realized how powerful they were when we were shifting mm -hmm. to a more organized, patriarchal, monolithic religions. Okay, so is that from like the, the pagan shift into like Catholicism kind of thing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, we, the, the man was kind of scared of the powerful female. <laughs> This yeah, is so let's take our Lauren, drums Lauren's laughing. Lauren is laughing. No, like I, I agree. I agree. I, but I talk about this every podcast, just how women are oppressed. I, every everyone this we interview like at, some, at some point, everyone we interview, she's like, oh, because it was the man. And it was the man. It. But just like she's not wrong. It, it was. <laughs> I'm not a man hater. I just think that they're y'all, we're gonna go down a dark alley <laughs> quick. We better we better rewind. Get Tiffany some drums. She needs to have an outlet for a second. I know. When I start thinking about just oppression it just makes yeah, me want to yeah. i want to take a knife and rip it through some drums drums but mm -hmm. it's fine Everything's that's fine why one here. of my big missions is to like bring drums back to women and yeah, also on that. a side note 
music has been co-opted too as a whole. If you think about how music used to be in our lives, everyone danced, everyone played, everyone sang because there was no recorded music. To experience music, you had to be music, right? Now people realize how powerful it is and they capitalize on it and they monetize it. And so now we've been relegated to audience and performer. Mm-hmm. And that's very unfortunate because music- In itself an institution for, right there. I didn't even realize that that is yeah. just like religion. Yeah. it's Music is medicine. We've been using it for medicine as medicine for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. To, to take it away from people and think they only can listen to it is, is so wrong. And so my big- yeah. One of my big missions is to give music back to people, you know, just encourage people to make it themselves, be in their own musical communities because it is powerful and power attracts power hungry people. For sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention one more, one more type of. Yeah. I was was going to have you circle back to the fourth one. So (laughs) you know, there's four. Okay. It was songwriting and support. And this is one of my very favorites. So that's when you can, you know, write literally about anything, but it's also from the musical perspective. So when I'm working with teens, I might be like, okay, let's lay the bass line. Let's lay the drums. A lot of times it's hip hop music. It's like, okay, well, what's the foundation in our life that we want to build? What do we need for a good foundation? So there's a lot of metaphor while you're making the music, right? But you're also having a therapeutic experience just in the process of making it because you have to work together you work as a team or you're building confidence because you never thought you could do that right so there's Mm -hmm. layers and you're building the bass the drums the harmony the melody and everything is metaphor and then writing okay what do we have in common what's something that needs to be talked about more is it oppression what is that what do we value so this is how you come up with the chorus what's important to me what, how can I relate to others? You come up with a simple chorus or hook. And then the verses are like, what's unique about me? How is my perspective shaped? You know, how does my experience shape my perspective? How do I see the world? You know, what's my story and how does that relate back to the main hook, the thesis? And then you can record it, you can celebrate it. So you can do this a group or individually, but it's a really empowering process to create something from nothing that is so you from start to finish, every sound, that. every choice. So that's the songwriting. And again, like we can do womb songs. So it's not just within like a hip hop, you know, recording context. Right. It can be like, imagine holding your baby for the first time. What do you want to say to them? Mm, wow. Write it down. We'll create lyrics and melody from that. Maybe we'll piggyback a song that your grandmother used to sing to to you. Take the same melody, but change the lyrics and make them more personal. Mm-hmm. So you can do this with any level of musicianship. That's super cool. So the way that you just described that, like starting the the songwriting process from start to finish, are there any resources that you have? Like I think you had mentioned that you do have some coursework on the actual, the four different departments. Is that like how you put layer the song together? Is that within the coursework that you have on your websites or anything? Yeah. So actually just last week I did a free online call. It was like an hour call on like the three, three songwriting tools for healing and resilience. And it was from like a wellness perspective. So anybody could access it. And I gave this template as a free gift. So if anybody wants it, they can just write me and I can send it to them. It's on, it's like a secret password on our website. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there is a songwriting and support course that's eight weeks long that we're launching on Monday. And for anyone who's like a licensed um, professional, it's 38 continuing education units. 
so like music therapists need to take like continuing education. So yeah. the, you know, teachers and nurses. And so there's 38 of them. So it's oh, a really awesome course. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, of course. By the time this podcast, so this podcast will be out on the 29th on Thursday. So it'll be out on the 26th. So by the time this comes out, you'll be able to access it if you want to. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, yes, math is hard. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I mean, how did you get into this? Like, I feel like with therapists too, of any type of therapy, I think there's always like a reason someone got into what they got into. It's like, what's your reason? It's always for this? a cornerstone story. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So I didn't like you, I didn't know what music therapy was until I went to college. So I always knew I loved music and drama um, and the arts in general. So I decided to go to Berkeley College of Music. I originally wanted to go to New York, but then I went to yeah. a camp in LA and was like, nah, my friends are here. <laughs> <laughs> so are you I from California? To, Is that I'm why actually, you stayed? Well, I'm born in Colorado and I went okay. to high school in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Oh, so, I love Portland. Places. And I also love Colorado. What part of Colorado? I was born in Boulder, but I moved a lot. So Denver, the mountains, all over the place. I was just in Colorado yeah. a couple of months ago and I loved it. So nice. It's gorgeous. And then I originally yeah. moved to San Diego here and then LA. So mm -hmm. been a little bounce San Diego. But... Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you love a lot of places. I do. Um, I love, love everything. <laughs> no. I don't love LA, LA though. So I really I mean... want to go. Oh yeah. No one loves LA. <laughs> but I think it's because I don't I don't live there, so I don't understand, you know, the relationships between people. It just seems very vapid. Not to yeah, sound I think terrible. It's like the popular but... kid. It's like easy yeah. to hate. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and then but at the end of the day you kind of you like being here. So like you LA's want really them to like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. No, I I've been get, here I, this long. I like what, there are what, so like, many you know. cool people there, but when I was there, it was just for whatever reason, I just had this weird, I didn't have like my, I could just feel it was a really low vibe. And it was just like, I don't, I didn't love how I felt in that atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But then I think there are certain pockets of LA that are different, have different little vibes. So it's the same thing in Atlanta. There's just, there's a yeah. hundred different little areas within that one area. So you can't really judge. Yeah, I think LA is a thing that experience. people just love to hate. People love to hate it. Yeah, it. but you're speaking on. A oh, don't call bit me of... mainstream, Lauren. <laughs> mm, well, <laughs> my personal experience when I was there. Okay, I am really in tune with my vibration. I've never really been, so I don't know. But yeah, I know. I always want to go to Atlanta. It has great music scene. Yeah, but, but, it does. you know, every city has its own rhythm, mm, and right. the rhythm might not have resonated with your rhythm. We entrained to the place we're in, and it's a mm. very particular, fast pace here. I mean, not like New York, but and like you said, every neighborhood's different, so mm -hmm. it's not for everybody. But I, I think the more you're here, the more you learn to love it because you find your people. Yeah, yeah, for sure, that makes sense. But. So going back to that, like what, what, so what's the, I guess, reasoning why you got into it in the first place? Oh, right. Berkeley. So I went to mm -hmm. Berkeley and then, um, I was just studying vocal performance and mm -hmm. songwriting and trying to look at, okay, what major should I do? And I asked a friend of mine who I was singing with and she was like, you know, she was graduating. She's like, I think you should take the music therapy intro course. Had I known about it, I would become a music therapist. And to be real, like, I always thought it was kind of corny. I was like, ah, music therapy. Like, I'm okay. trying to be famous. Like, <laughs> but then I took the intro because she told me to, and I was literally like waterworks every class. It yeah. resonated so deeply. It was so well taught. And I just knew, I was like, I, I want to do this. This is exactly what I want to do. This is why I love music. It's not about the competition. It's not mm -hmm. about me and you watch me all the time. Certainly, I love performing, 
but I love it because of the exchange. I love the energy exchange. I love the connection with yourself and the people listening to your music. Cause like we've been saying, we relate on some level, we mm -hmm. understand each other on some level. And we've never even met. So I just love that course. And Berkeley has an incredible program. I think it's the biggest yeah. one in I the think, world, which yeah. is not that big, but the world is big music therapy. Not so much. Right. But, um, yeah, once I, I guess I was completely hooked. And so I did my internship in San Diego, um, at music works where I got to work with tons of populations everywhere from like survivors of torture to the ICU, you know, to, you know, people in 28 day programs, you know, sobering up. It was just like every single population you could think of elderly. And it really helped me figure out what my passion population was. Mm -hmm. oh, that's so cool. That's I really, really cool. wish I would have had a music therapy course in college because I think I would have really liked it too. <laughs> I feel like you'd love that yeah. more. It's yeah. kind of too late, you know? I know. I didn't even know really. Okay. That, okay. Things I regret not knowing before I went to college. I didn't know until the end, like literally my senior year of college. And I'm not going to change at that point, you know, because I'm just not. But <laughs> two things I think I would have really enjoyed is music therapy and speech pathology. And I didn't know uh, either one until my second semester, senior year of college. I was like, why? Oh, they go really well together too yeah. because singing helps train you to speak, right? Because it's a long game of balance. They call it even mother ease when they're when you're singing or talking to your baby, like, mm -hmm. hi, baby. Mm -hmm. Like you're elongating. It's very sing-songy mm -hmm. and it helps people learn and train. And so I've done co-treating with speech pathologists. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like she said, it's not too late. Oh, man. You have a lot of life left, Lauren. I don't know <laughs> if you know it, but you're just getting started, it's baby girl. It's true, it's true, it's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, what, what is your favorite genre of music? Like, what's the music? Like, I know there's different vibes for, you know, you like, I like different things for the mood I'm in, but like when people say like, what's your favorite genre of music? Like, what do you, t what do you say? It's really changed actually. Yeah. Like right now I'm completely obsessed. I like the kind of music I make, to be honest, because why, yeah. why would you um, not? Yeah. So I love like alternative R&B. I love hip hop. This is why one of the reasons I chose the population I chose is because I wanted to be around music I liked all day, not music I couldn't stand. To be honest, like <laughs> I've had friends who work, you know, with, with traumatic brain injury or with people mm -hmm. who are in combat. A lot of them listen to like Screamo or certain teens and I don't really vibe with Screamo. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> I don't want to hear it all day. Yeah, it's not yeah. my thing. That's you fair, know, so I, I picked the population that loves and creates hip hop because I love that type of music. I love R&B. I love alternative. Um, I grew up more on like, you know, like early, early golden era hip hop and grunge music and singer songwriter like Lilith yeah. Fair type yeah. stuff, classic rock. <laughs> um, but I'm just really into like, you know, the Anderson Packs of the world. Uh, who else? Like, there's probably a lot of bands that aren't as famous, but like Moonchild and it, it has like a jazz element. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jazz so this is so funny that you're talking about this. And Lauren knows that like I recently just had a, a music change. And <laughs> yeah. again, I, I went six Big months time. without listening to any lyrics. And then for whatever reason, I got into this little niche of music and it's alternative like hip hop and R&B. And I am obsessed. It's just so funny mm -hmm. that we're now talking about this because this is like my new, my new jam. I will just like blare it and it <laughs> makes me happier than these, like this type of music that it's, it's just, I didn't even know it was a thing, but like there are so many good bands and cool, like 
quirky, just mm-hmm. like they're it's like singer songwriters, but then they have cool beats in it. I'm like, why, why, why does nobody know about this more? It's just like, so people do, so you just didn't, <laughs> I guess I just did it. I don't know, but it just, it's not like, on the radio all the time. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not your typical top 40. It's not, it's yeah. not on a like hip hop station. It's, I don't know. I, I thought it was like, I thought I discovered this like little niche of music and I've been telling everybody. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have it's to like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. She was playing yeah. a playlist for me one day and I was like, Oh my God, I love this song. I love this song. She's like, I'm like singing the lyrics. She's like, you know, the song, you know, you know, the song. I'm like, yeah, I thought I was a, lot of, for this. a lot of people know the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's no better feeling, right. Than mm-hmm. discovering like a whole new treasure trove of music and then getting it yeah. to share it with people yeah. you love. Like that's such a great experience. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that every time. I'm always looking for new people who inspire me. Yeah. But that is just weird timing that that's your favorite <laughs> genre. And I just stumbled upon this genre. <laughs> well, like R&B band. like went underground for like 10 years. I feel like I was like, mm-hmm. hello? And now it's like back. And I'm like, yeah. Very happy. Well, there's also, I feel like <laughs> a lot of genres today, a lot of songs and artists today, I feel like are a mix of different genres. Like no one's, mm-hmm. I feel like there's not a lot of who are just rock or just pop really, or just R&B. You know, there's like a lot of, we've all, we've kind of meshed a lot of them together, which is cool um, yeah. to give us like even more like, interesting energies and you listen to music and um mm-hmm. i do think i i really do like like a mesh uh genre music too but i really am the kind of person like i'm not kidding you when i say i like every kind of genre of music like opera to jazz to hip-hop to musical theater to like pop i i'm a sucker lover i love pop music i can't help it like mm-hmm. alternative, like alt pop, like all, all the things. There's really not a genre of music. I, Cause I feel like you, if you identify with, you can even country, which is not my favorite. Like there's some songs that I do like of country. Cause there's just, you identify with some of them. Some of them just make you feel good. And some of them you just like, meh. Mm-hmm. I think of music yeah. like food groups. Like you're never, uh, yeah. unless you're on some extreme diet, like you're not cutting out a whole group, but there's good and bad of each group. Right. right. So like right. you don't just cut out dairy, but eat like good yogurt or whatever. Like it's yeah. the same with music. Like I, I love that milk version as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the vegan version of that. Um, <laughs> love that. But I would never want to cut a whole genre out, but there's definitely yeah, yeah. good and bad of each. And, and you know, there's an audience for everything. So yeah. it, it okay. depends on your mood and your stage of life. For sure. And I just had this random thought. So I have been nursing this little shoulder injury that I've had for a couple of months now. So while we're just on the topic of traumas and recovery, is there any type of music in general without, because I know that it's going to be specific to each person, but is there anything in general that helps with just like physical body pain? So that's a really interesting question. I think that would go more to like cause and effect. So you're talking about healing and I don't know exactly like where vibrations would be for the shoulder. Mm-hmm. They're still studying that. So I don't think there's like a specific music for that, but there is music for that would like support you in your rehab movements, like help you regulate your movement or music that will help reduce your stress because really stress is the cause of all mm-hmm. injuries, you know, is like the root of a lot of our, mm-hmm. our physical ailments come from stress or something emotional. So some people choose to go that direction as well. And they're like, well, what is this pain trying to tell me? What am I not learning? Like, what is the message behind it? So it's more like right. get to the deeper reason mm-hmm. and then the pain will go away. 
Mm -hmm. or not but like you learned your lesson and that was the whole point is the pain needed to teach you this thing so it's beyond like finding relaxation and helping maybe like regulate your body movements for stretches and physical therapy um i don't know like play this song for your shoulder that does not exist yet (laughs) the thing is with, with research is it's there's so many variables with music it's really hard to measure especially Mm -hmm. because if this song worked for Lauren, Tiffany might hate that song. So it's not Mm -hmm. like they can just use the same song for every subject because then it's going to, you know, mitigate any benefits by the negative (laughs) reaction. Right, right, right. That makes sense. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome? Tiffany's like, where is the shoulder pain playlist? I need access to it. So music distracts you from pain though. So you can use it to your benefit. And especially if you're actually playing, we use it a lot in the hospital. The more engaged you are in the music, the more it captures your attention, the less Mm -hmm. pain you experience. For sure. So that is a way you can do it. I actually did a little dance workout tonight. And the only time I don't really like feel the little, I have like a strained, I like pulled something working out. And when I don't feel it is when I'm like dancing and moving and then that yeah. shit comes right back haunting me. <laughs> exactly. So it it's really distracts you, but it's not. Yeah. I truly <laughs> do believe it is. It's stuck energy that I just I haven't gotten to the bottom of why it's there, but. Mm-hmm. One other side note is sometimes we do like, I was saying before, like drum massages, you play Mm. an instrument that has a lot of vibration over different parts of the body. Sometimes that can help move energy through. But again, that's more like experimental music therapy and not backed Mm. by like this research shows that this works. So that's more case by case, but it's something that people could try. Some, you know, people love the subwoofer in the back of the car. I was like, you get the whole massage when you're bumping like some trap beat. So that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's a reason for that. You can feel it or at a yeah. festival, like you can feel it through your whole body. So you can experiment mm-hmm. with that a little bit. You can like, feel it in your chest. Love that. Okay. And that yes. just totally, that made me think of something else to like on a total <laughs> other side note. So awesome. as far as like festival drugs go matching <laughs> like music, is that, does that have, is that something that you ever have even thought about? Like, why is it such a thing that, you know, people take MDMA, to feel quote feel the music more is there something that's linked in the brain that's happening to make it feel different i just always <laughs> hear that that same phrasing that you can feel the music yeah that's a really good question um i think <laughs> this is kind of the cutting edge of research there i don't know a lot about like the research behind what drugs are actually doing in the brain and mm-hmm. what chemicals are being released but my guess is that it's enhancing those regions like the auditory complex cortex auditory cortex mm-hmm. that's the right word ah, brain questions yeah, it sounds anyway right. <laughs> the part that's taking in the music that's listening right but it's a feel-good drug. If you're talking about feel the music, are you talking about emotionally? Are you talking about physically, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're really hearing it, it might be enhancing the part that's that's the sound that's breaking down every layer. All of a sudden, you can hear that little uh, symbol. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can hear the layers, right, and differently. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. I've never actually up. done it myself, but like you can <laughs> definitely feel like you you can feel the music like with your heartbeat not that i'm saying i've done that but okay maybe yeah, exactly <laughs> what I'm, maybe this question was personal never done it but she's never not done it we don't really know it's up to your interpretation <laughs> <Keep listening. laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. And, and there's also the layer of feeling really good, right? And when you're in that space, you're going to appreciate the moment more. It makes people present. So mm-hmm. you're like really into your senses. So it's not just the yeah. music, right? It's usually also like the lights and just like the feeling of people's energy. Like it slows mm-hmm. you down and helps you be in the moment. And it's, <sighs> music is a natural high actually. So we use it a lot in rehab mm-hmm. because it activates a lot of the same parts of the brain that drugs do. Drugs, sex, yeah, chocolate, all the good stuff. So the good news is that music does it too. So it can give you that feeling of natural high, even without the added substance. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. What is Because you know, when you're actually, when you're present is like one of the times that, you know, if you're thinking about the past or the future, those are the times that your, your memory fails. You can't actually remember really anything other than chaos. So when you're present, so that makes sense that if you were to be doing some type of like enhancement to a festival that it makes you wildly present. So then Mm -hmm. I guess you can remember exactly how the music made you feel in that moment. So then I guess there is like a higher attachment to the memory because of being present, which also music makes you present. And then also the enhancement makes you present. present. (laughs) Right. Cause we're really slowing down that, that chatter, that ego, Mm -hmm. which people do in a lot of ways besides drugs. They do it through binge watching TV, Mm -hmm. right? Any alcohol is legal, like anything to numb out. True. Even like your mind just going is its own little trance. Mm -hmm. So it's good to, to pause that. I'm like really big into mindfulness and and meditation and taking, being able to observe it and not always identify with it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. But just remember that's not who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Just being able to watch, be the watcher, <laughs> the audience and the <laughs> listeners. There's a line there, guys. You are the audience and you are the listener. As the great Britney Spears once said in her circus song, I think, there's only two kinds of people in this world, the ones who entertain and the ones that observe. Wow. <laughs> Not true. All right. But you know, <laughs> we always like to quote Britney Spears around here. But I do yeah, have like one I guess maybe final question, but like, what do you think are the common misconceptions about um, music therapy? That there's a shoulder song. (laughs) There's a playlist to your shoulder. Everyone asks me about the shoulder song. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good question. I'm going to be a billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) How much shoulder pain out there? (laughs) Um, Well, a lot of people think, like your first question, that people have to have music like a musical background or experience in order to receive music therapy. That's not true because of the levels and layers that you can do within music. Um, And again, the the product isn't even the point, it's the process. So it has, it doesn't matter at all. And sometimes it's even better if they're not musicians because they're not in their head. Whereas a musician can Mm -hmm. analyze every little thing and it's Mm -hmm. wrapped up in their identity and their career. And so that's (laughs) one. Another one is that we're not music teachers. A lot of people think, I'm coming to help you sing and feel better about your voice or something. That's right. not what it is. Right. Um, let me think. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely more. There's definitely more. Um, yeah, you don't need musical training. You don't need you're not a musical, you're not a music teacher. And yeah, you're not helping musicians. Some people think music therapy is like, oh, this guy was on tour and on drugs and so <laughs> therapy. Like therapy is <laughs> like so literal. <laughs> yeah. It's not musician therapy. <laughs> and it's not just playing playlists. Um, mm. It is a lot of other layers. It's not just about making mm-hmm. people feel good. It's not just about expression, which are true. Like mood elevation is important. 
expression Mm -hmm. is extremely important, but there's so many other layers to what it is. It's highly researched. It's a credential profession that takes, it's a degree, like your degree is in music therapy. So a lot of people like throw that term around and I much prefer if they just say like they're a music healer or, you know, something else that Mm -hmm. doesn't confuse people because you don't want to run around saying you're a nurse if you're trained in first aid, right? Right, right. We're trained to do like processing Mm -hmm. that other people might not be and maybe don't go into the trauma resource center and do your free group there because trauma might be really like, so it's like important to have some training around it. But I think there's a lot of people who can utilize the tools without necessarily needing to see a music therapist or be one. Cause again, there are a limited amount of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying right before we started recording, there's only like 9,000 in the world, right? The world. Oh, 9,000 in the country, in the, the country. US. But still yeah. 9,000, that's a lot. That's not a lot of people. That's way smaller than a festival. It's like, there's more people at Music Midtown in Atlanta the last time it happened, for sure. That's insane. But because I do feel like I'm going to, I'm excited. I'm going to look into this. Yeah. Well, also, too, I'm going to be looking at your coursework stuff. Yeah. Awesome. It'll be a little gateway before you know it. Yeah. Recruit people. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like people, like me, like I grew up doing, like having music in my life all the time, doing classes and major musical theater, you know, like, and I never even knew. This is the type of therapy. Did it become more mainstream in today's world? I guess I know it's always been around. It's been around for a long time, but like in the main, like in our generation of our world, like did it just become more popular or was it starting to become more well known? Or like, I'm wondering, I'm just like, why don't people know about this? Because I feel like so many people could benefit from this um, type of therapy, you know? Yeah, I love it because it just cuts mm-hmm. through. You know, we have these walls and these borders up that are hard to penetrate, and music just goes right in. I mean, you can't close your ears. It brings up memories. It brings up emotions. So I, yeah. I want for more people to be able to utilize it, and the more people know, the easier it is for insurance to cover it, and the easier it is to yeah. access. So music therapy, like indigenous communities, have been using music for healing for centuries. Mm-hmm. Then it was officially started in after World War II with the vets the doctors and nurses started to realize yeah. that music was helping them. And so they made it an official, like accredited career, like a profession that is, you know, board certified and all of that. Um, and then I think it's been gaining traction more recently because more neuroscientists are getting interested. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's like some neuroscientist who's also like plays guitar on the side and like wants to look at what's going on. <laughs> right. But there's a more and more research that's backing it up, which is, uh, I've just seen the last like 10 years, like an explosion in articles. And I used to just get like glazed looks like you're a what? What's that? Mm. And now everyone's like, yeah, I've heard of it. So I feel like it's happening. The other pieces I really were working on and need to work on more is inclusion, diversity within the field. I think that's going to help it grow a lot more too, Mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of access to it. And a lot of people know it is like mostly white women. So we're trying to change that also. And I think that will really help the field and the community at large when there's more diversity and representation. For sure. And do you think it it has anything to do with like the collective itself being a little more conscious? Like, because I think the concept of music therapy is almost like you can't really see what's happening. So a lot of times people don't understand or, or take it seriously because I think in general, people are really disconnected to how their brain and bodies are actually functioning. So they haven't attached to this being a form of therapy or healing because they had no idea that how, how the brain and your body affects everything else in your physical form. So I think just like as a, you know, 
if you're if you're in the know you kind of know that collectively Mm -hmm. there is a paradigm shift we are kind of like waking up a little bit more do you think that that has anything to do with music therapy being a little bit more popular just in the general collection yeah i think that i haven't thought about that but i think that makes sense because Mm -hmm. especially with this last year i think people have looked more and more for wellness and ways to stay healthy and they have more time and yeah the consciousness i like to think is evolving and (laughs) like we're making Mm -hmm. progress you know um so certainly that's gonna like we've seen this explosion of sound baths people are hungry for this sound and this healing and that's that wasn't no one even knew what that was even like five years ago. I feel like right. it was not even like two, three years ago. I feel like right. Yeah. So now it's like uh-huh. it's more and more mainstream, and I think people are looking for that for that reason that you mentioned. Um, and like I said before, it it was so relegated as like this entertainment that we're reclaiming it as medicine, and mm-hmm. it takes time. But the more people become empowered, the less they say you know, these systems outside of me are going to make all these choices for me and and more being like, I'm doing this for myself. Yeah. That's so cool. I love this. A lot of times people don't want this influencer. I hate to say that, but I think they're just like, it almost seems like, okay, Mm. this makes sense. Cause it's like, it's simple on a certain level. Again, there, there are nuances. Like I think to, to being aware of what someone would need. So like your actual job is nuanced to like figure out what each person would need, but the actual concept of healing with sound is pretty simple. And I think sometimes people are like, I think, I think I need, um, I think I need something, you know, a little more complicated, like Western medicine. And again, I'm not, I'm not anti-medicine, but it just, I think in general, I think we are maybe getting back to like simple answers, which I'm excited about, but and that's because we're in the dawning of the age of Aquarius, people. Mm-hmm. Love to see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like breath work. It's movement. Yeah. It's yeah. music. It's, it's all these things that were once just like, oh, we don't value that. That's just entertainment. We cut it out of all the school programs. Like yeah. that's ancillary, oh, yeah. unneeded. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine a year without music? No. Like, no. I <laughs> literally, know? we just had a year without freaking concerts. And I'm like, ah, like this, and like live theater and like, you know, stuff like that. I'm, or live just the vibration and, and the yeah. community and the social right. aspect of it has been yeah, stripped it makes, away. It definitely connects Such a lot a big of difference. People. Also, if you've ever eaten in a restaurant or been to a store that has no music playing, or the wrong music, or yeah, right? or a yeah. whole different vibe. Like you just look, this is not you it. How much <laughs> money goes into like deciding what song to play in yeah. a, like a department store yeah. to get people to buy more? Like this stuff is powerful, and the people yeah. who are making the money know it. Mm-hmm. But everyone else is just like, oh, right. It. You're saying it's too simple. It's too yeah. easy. Although a pill is pretty simple, but a lot of people just want that, that pill. Yeah. But really it's not simple because it's like, you're, you're basically having a science project in one little capsule. Yeah. Right. It's not actually yeah. simple. And I'm not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But people, no yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it's easy to take yeah. it and just it. <laughs> it's easy to just yeah. ingest a pill and be like, okay, I'm, I'm fixed. And then to like actually invest in like do the therapy, do the work and learn and, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not anti going into the emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to face your crap, you know, yeah. you got to go in and not, it's not always easy. We're not always ready. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do, then you come out on the other side. Like if you really emote, you, you move through it. Yeah. Release. And that's where the, and that's, that's when where the your life healing. begins. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what life is. You have been a gym. Yes. I just really enjoyed this whole so fun. 
Does anybody ever tell you that you have the same voice as someone? I'm really trying to figure out who it is. No. It reminds me of, of like a, a famous actress. But really? I'm sure we'll think of it the second we log off I'm here. Gonna, but. <laughs> well, we want to know, like, where can people find you? Like, you know, your website, courses, anything you want to promote. Let's hear it. All the things. Awesome. Yes, yes. Thank you. So the website for music therapy is rhythmandtruth.org. So rhythm is spelled R-H-Y-T-H-M and you spell it A-N-D, truth.org. That will have all the courses and all the mental health and adolescent stuff. And then if you're interested in the birth side of things, mm-hmm. that's cradlesongbirthing.com. <laughs> I love the birth thing. If I'm ever, I, if I ever have a baby, I'm definitely going to have a DJ for it. And it, let's, let's talk, Summer. You can be my baby DJ. Yeah, <laughs> no, we do provide, <laughs> we provide birth music consultation over yeah. Zoom. So if people want like a music therapist to help them throughout the mm-hmm. process. We can do that remotely too. I'm definitely um, and there's people about do that call. for Wait, sure. What is it called again? Cradle song. Awesome. What? Cradle song birthing. Okay. 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 Birthing.com. Cool. Okay. And both of those have like great resources uh, on there as well. Just in general, good resources for birth world or for activism. And then my band, the alternative R&B duo is called yeah. power couple, which is a okay. uh, P W R C P L. No vowels, you know, the hipster thing. So powercouple.com. <laughs> I love that. Oh, powercouple.com. Okay, cool. Or anywhere. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah. I'm for sure looking into that. I love that. Um, yeah, so and yeah. Summer, I'll, I'll hit you up. I want, I think that my followership would really, really love. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of moms and pre moms that <laughs> I think would really love the whole concept of this and just be more educated about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would we'll love chat. to talk about it more. Yeah. Ah, so, so cool. Thank you so it much. Is. Yes. Thank opening you. your eyes, teaching us a lot of new stuff today. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, I mean, I really love learning about this kind of stuff. So seriously, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, now for having you, me. Yeah. And Tiffany, are you ready? Yes. You I'm now ready. have permission, permission to exit. <laughs> Jeez, we can never do it together. You got to time this. Yeah. One, two, ready, go. Oh, we need Oh, yeah. She's doing that. Little, she's behind that. She has our bam. metronome, our beats right now. I'm going to play my banjo. Permission to Why does my banjo have a country accent? I'm not sure why. Because you're from Gainesville, Georgia. Now you have to have like a banjo outro. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But I feel like yeah. I, I want to beatbox. I want to learn how to beatbox. Okay, you beatbox and I'll say permission to exit. Ready? Go, Tiffany, go. Yeah. We can't hear you at all. Is that okay? You have permission to exit. <laughs> Bye. Everybody tuned out like seven minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. We came a long way. That's what the songs say. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. That's what the songs say. And I could do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid of the moment. I'm not afraid. I can't hold it. I gotta show up. Gotta get up in the morning. I gotta do it for Kobe. Lately I'm zoning. Lately I know where I'm going. Taking whatever controllers. Show me opponents. Show me opponents. I got a gift and I'm starting to own it. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. And that's what the songs say. And I can do all things. I can do all things. Yeah, I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. And that's what the songs say. And I can do all things, and I can do all things, and I can do all things, yeah, yeah, we came a long way.
that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things I can do all things, yeah, yeah We came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things I can do all things, yeah, yeah Shout to the city that raised me Shout to the people that made me I'm from the 80s, I don't think mumbling wavy I grew up black on a Jay-Z, maybe I'm crazy I ain't been wondering lately Feel like it's there for the taking Feel like I'm good with the changes Know who I am, and that's the most dangerous statement Yeah, yeah, we came a long way And that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things Yeah, I can do all things, yeah, yeah We came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things I can do all things, yeah, yeah We came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things I can do all things, yeah, yeah We came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things Man, I can do all things, yeah, yeah I check the scoreboard, know what I'm good for When I check the scoreboard, man, I'm thinking too far Man, that's what I'm good for, yeah, yeah When I check the scoreboard, I know what I'm good for When I check the scoreboard Man, I think I'm too far, and I know what I'm good for, yeah, yeah Cause we came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things Yeah, I can do all things, yeah, yeah We came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things I can do all things, yeah, yeah We came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things I can do all things, yeah, yeah We came a long way, and that's what the songs say And I can do all things, I can do all things Man, I can do all things, yeah, yeah